Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Formerly Crazy. I'm your host, Christian Sanchez, and oh my god guys, I'm so excited for this solo episode today. Today, we are going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is being delusional in your Delulu girl era. So that's what I have going on today. Um, and I'm really excited. Oh my God, I got so much great feedback from the rebrand from the first episode last week. So yeah, I'm feeling the love and I'm sending it right back to you guys. Thank you so much for anyone who's tuned in. If you're new here, welcome. All right, before we get into the episode today, I just want to remind everybody to go ahead and hit subscribe if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, like whatever the situation is. Hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can also totally just share the link. It's super easy to your friend, to your Instagram story. Just go ahead and share it. Share it with somebody. So that way, if they are also a fellow like reformed bad girl like us, they can listen to the show and hopefully they like it. And then lastly, if you also really like the show, leave a review. That helps us so much. Okay, we're gonna do some tea time today. The Met Gala was Monday and I live in New York, so I feel like it's a rite of passage to talk about. And then I also wanna fill in people about this writer strike and like what's going on with that because I'm an actor and it affects my industry, but this is kind of affecting everybody. So we'll do a little like recap on that. And then we'll get into the main topic and answer advice and questions at the end. So I'm really excited. Let's just go. Let's go ahead and get into it and buckle up, baby, because this is going to be a good one. So for our tea time segment today, obviously, we have to recap the Met Gala. Um... So I love the Met Gala because I feel like this is when everyone thinks that they're a fashion expert, including myself, even though like all I ever wear is like fucking black leggings and a crop top and think I'm the pinnacle of athleisure. So, (laughs) but that's only because I'm not rich. If I was rich, I feel like my style would be a one or I would hire an amazing stylist. But regardless, we're going to talk about it because what else is there to do? Okay. So Gala Monday, if you live in New York, it is kind of exciting because there's just like celebrity and like important people more out and about among us, like regular people. And so everyone gets like really excited. So the theme this year was Carl Lagerfeld. I honestly didn't really know who he was until I heard about this theme. And then I was like, hmm, let me educate myself. So apparently he was like a very influential at Chanel. He helped rebrand Chanel to become like the iconic brand that it is still today. Cause Chanel was always iconic, but then it kind of became like an quote unquote old lady brand. And then I guess when Carl took over, he made it like trendy again and like cool. Um, And I think he created that like Chanel bag that everyone loves. So yeah, that's who Carl is. And he passed away last year or maybe a few years ago. I'm not really sure, but the theme was to honor him. So um, I think it was exciting because this year, a lot of people really stuck to theme. Like you could really see it even in like some of the people who didn't look the best. You could definitely tell like everyone made an effort to like be on theme for the most part. In my humble opinion, I think the best dress were Janelle Monet. She wore Tom Brown and I like ever since the theme of camp, I just feel like every year she kills it. And 
her outfits are always very larger than life. And I love the theatrics. And the Met Gala is about something you wouldn't wear to like any other event. It's a fashion event. So I feel like it's the time to wear something crazy. You know what I mean? So I thought she looked amazing. Doja Cat was also best dressed for me as well. She literally wore cat prosthetics and wore like this really elegant outfit. I loved it. Some people weren't totally into it because in her interviews, she was meowing instead of like giving answers. Like in the interview she did with Emma Chamberlain, Emma was like, who are you wearing? And Doja Cat was like, meow. Call me crazy. I think that's on brand for her. If you only know Doja Cat from when she like blew up, then maybe you think she's a weirdo, but she has always been like this. Like, Bitch, I'm a cow. That song, if you've never heard of it, that's like one of her first songs that went viral. Um, yeah, if you've seen that music video, it makes a lot of sense why she would be just like her weirdo self. And I love it because I, I don't know, I feel like I relate to Doge Cat in the sense of like, I tried to like put out a like baddie persona, but at the end of the day, I'm just a weirdo and I'm always gonna be a weirdo. So anyway, those were two of my best dress. I kind of don't want to be a hater and do worse dress, but mm, no, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. <laughs> but okay. Earlier, I mentioned celebrities running around New York City among us regular people and how that's exciting. Okay. <clears throat> so obviously, I work in hospitality. Um, sometimes in the slower season, like in the fall or winter, I'll pick up jobs at like other venues to make extra money. And I would pick up shifts at this new club called Virgo last fall sometimes because I had a friend that worked there. And tell me why Dua Lipa, my fucking pop star queen, was literally at Virgo and hosted this like after party and took all these photos, took a picture with Rihanna in the VIP room. And I was screaming. I made a TikTok video about this, but I also have to share it on my podcast because one thing about me, I am obsessed with Dua Lipa. In 2021, everywhere I went, I would always ask the DJ, which I don't do this anymore because this is embarrassing, but I would always ask the DJ to play a Dua Lipa song on my birthday at midnight. I danced to a Dua Lipa song that year. I don't know. Ever since her future nostalgia album came out, I was like, oh, this bitch is cool. I love her style. I love her music. And it's not necessarily that she's like the craziest like dancer or vocalist ever. I just really like her aesthetic and her vibe. And and it really doesn't have to be deeper than that. So if you hate on Dua Lipa, I literally don't care. Anyway, so Dua Lipa hosted this after party at Virgo. And Virgo's like a newer, it, I would say it's kind of like, I would say it's like more like a nightclub, but it's kind of like cocktail bar lounge vibes. Um, and I would work there as a bottle girl sometimes. And it was just so funny to me because... <laughs> I was, I like had the opportunity to like stay there longer and work, but I just didn't because I had other things going on and it wasn't my main job, but I literally was kicking myself. I was like, bitch, you could have met Dua Lipa. And honestly, I think if I met her, I feel like her and I would vibe. Like Dua Lipa also has a podcast. We have very similar tastes in things. Um, I think if I was famous, Jack Harlow would also name a song after me. So I don't know. It's just there's been so many times where I've just missed her. Like I remember one time my friend who worked at this other like nightclub-y ish place texted me and she was like, Hey, come by my job tonight. And I was like, Oh, I can't. I'm really tired. I was trying to like be responsible. And then she ended up texting me the next day and she's like, bitch, Dua Lipa came in last night. You could have met her. And I was like, Ugh. it'll happen one day. Dua put me on a feature. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Maybe you can 
come on my podcast. I'm just, I'm manifesting it out there. I, like I said, today is about being delusional. So I have to, I have to put it out there. Okay. Next. Um, Bad Bunny and Kendall. Okay. First of all, let's address the Kardashians at the Mad Gala. Um, everyone was saying they weren't going to be there, but then lo and behold, Kim, Kylie and Kendall were there, which makes sense. Cause I feel like out of all the sisters, those three are very like influential in the fashion space. Not that the other sisters aren't, but I feel like they like work more with brands. You know what I mean? Like Kendall's literally a model and I guess like Kylie and Kendall or Kylie and Kim, Jesus, too many K's. Kylie and Kim do a lot of collabs with a lot of like designer brands. So I feel like it makes sense, but whatever. Like I, I've said this before, I don't necessarily hate the Kardashians, but I don't love them either. I kind of, I, Kendall and I have beef because of Bad Bunny and 818. But other than that, I have always thought she's very beautiful. Anyway, <laughs> so I honestly didn't hate their looks. I thought they looked good. I was kind of into it. A lot of people didn't like Kim's outfit, but. I don't know. I, I think I like that it was on theme, but it was in Kim's way. Do I think it was her best look? No, but I thought she looked pretty and good. Kylie's look wasn't bad. Just the red and the blue didn't really make a lot of sense to me, but she looked good. She always looks good. And then Kendall, I don't know. I like, it just didn't feel very like Met Gala to me. It felt kind of like costumey. Like it feels like I could find a version of what she wore on like Doll's Kill. You know what I mean? Like literally the boots she was wearing, I have like the cheap Doll's Kill version of that. Except they're not sequins, but like I could throw some sequins on there and it would be the same thing. So, you know, but I did really love her and Kylie's after party looks. Slay, major slay. But... <laughs> I did see this TikTok video. Oh, I wish I had the user's name up. I want to I wanna say it was Olivia Lane. She's a TikTok creator that like talks a lot about celebrities. And she's one of my favorite accounts because her commentary is just really funny to me. But she like made a video about Bad Bunny and Kendall. And she was like, Kendall, if you're dating a bad bitch, you have got to step it up. Because Bad Bunny's out here looking like a bad bitch. And he ate you up. And just like the way she said it was so funny to me. But the real the real tea is is that she's not wrong bad bunny is a bad bitch and he looked amazing like normally guys don't even get on like best dress lists or whatever because usually men just wear like a boring suit whatever and i loved his train i loved the like backless moment he has a nice back so it makes sense and yeah, and he is like someone who is really popular right now. And it's like, Kendall, even if this is a PR relationship, you got to step your pussy up, girl. You're literally dating a bad bitch. So that's why I always think you should date below you. That's why you always see like bad bitches with guys who are like kind of ugly. I don't know. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Because when you're with a man that's like better than you, you're kind of like, damn. And she's like literally gorgeous. So I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know your opinions on the Met Gala. I literally, anyone who posted about it on their Instagram story or TikTok, I was responding and commenting all day. And yeah, that's just what we're talking about this week. So you have two more days to talk about it before it's time to move on to something else. So, okay, real quick. Also, I just want to talk about this because it is relevant to me and I guess just make awareness and show my solidarity. Okay, so... There is a writer's strike going on right now with among the entertainment industry. All the writers um, from major networks like HBO, Netflix, et cetera, are all taking a stand and going on a strike because the pay 
rate to be a writer for like a major network or television show right now is not good. And because of this, well, this is the main reason why they're on strike. And then there's also other factors such as people being worried that like AI is going to take their job. And honestly, I don't know much about AI, but I do think, you know, people should be paid well, especially when the CEOs or owners of these corporations have a lot of money, you know, and this can feel like scary for us people who work in entertainment, such as like actors, because that means there's not a lot of work for us right now. But me personally, I'm choosing to support the movement and also just understand that like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be the time I book my major Netflix role, but this can be a time I can work on my craft, work on my material, get better. So yeah, so I don't know. I think whenever things happen that are out of our control, we have to kind of focus on what is in our control. I mean, you think about how everyone went through the pandemic a few years ago. And even though things are a little better now, they're not fully recovered. And that was the main thing that got me through the pandemic was being like, okay, what can I focus on? What can I do to prepare myself for when we're out of this, you know, and how can I support people feel wronged? You know what I mean? Or who feel like this isn't right. I mean, I'm not a writer. I'm not super educated. I'm not even SAG. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how deep this issue necessarily runs, but I am the kind of person that believes artists should be paid more and artists should be paid what they're worth. It's just like a hard time to navigate this. So the reason I'm also bringing this up is because I mean, I'm sure people listening, especially people who like don't work in entertainment, they're like, okay, why should I give a fuck about this? Um, because this is going to affect when shows come out. So like your favorite show on Netflix is probably not going to come out again for a while. Like girl, euphoria, not that, <laughs> not that anyone is looking forward to the new euphoria season because of how like cringy the last season was, but I digress. Anyway, so if you guys want to learn more about the Writers Guild of America and how they work as a labor union, what the specific details of the strike are, you can follow WGA East on Instagram because they've been updating and posting about like what's happening with the strike, how this is affecting people, better information than I can relay. Um, but I just want people to be aware about it because this affects my work and what I do. And so, yeah. Look into it if you're interested because it's probably going to go on for a while. So, okay, everyone, that was our tea time for today. Let's get into the main topic, which is being delusional and how being delusional can improve your life. Okay, guys, for our main topic today, I want to talk about how being delusional can literally improve your life in every aspect. So what does it mean to be delusional? Okay. So I saw this phrase on TikTok called Delulu girl, which stands for delusional girl, or you're in your quote unquote Delulu girl era. And hearing people talk about this, it really resonated with me. And I didn't realize I was already doing this. So I'm glad there's a name for it now. But anyway, what does it mean to be delusional? So being delusional is like almost a form of manifestation, but the idea about being a delulu girl or delusional girl or guy, whatever your pronouns are, the idea behind it is that you act like 
you already have something that you want and that you're already at the level you want to be at. You already have the goals you want to achieve, etc. Easy concept to follow. So obviously this relates to formerly crazy because, you know, we're learning from our past to better our future. And I feel like in the past I used to do this, but like in a funny sense, like I remember I, if I had like a crush on somebody, I would like tell my friends like, oh, they're my husband or they're my boyfriend or like whatever until I started dating them and then it worked. Like I literally, I did that with my current boyfriend. I remember before anything even happened between us, like we were just talking, not even gone on a date, hadn't even kissed, none of that. I remember saying to my friends like, oh, that's my little like work husband. That's my husband because I met him at work and they were just like, okay, girl, like what? Um, But I guess it worked because now he's my boyfriend. So you understand the concept. Uh, The reason I wanted to touch on this is because, like I said, I think it helps you reach your goals or get to a place that you actually want to be in. And, you know, when I was younger, I always used to hear this phrase, fake it till you make it. Like, I remember when I would take dance class, like, or like acting classes, if I didn't know like the choreography or if I wasn't super sure about an acting choice, it'd be like, oh, just fake it till you make it, like figure it out, you know? And the idea behind it is like being delusional is like taking that a step further and acting like even if you don't know what you're doing, you pretend that you do. So that way you get what you want. Right. For example, you're let's say you're interviewing for a job. You just act like you already got the job. You're like, yes, my interview is amazing. I got the next interview. And then boom look, you got the next interview. I really love this concept for a lot of different reasons, but mainly because, and I'm going to get a little feminist here. We're taught to not be too big, right? Like we're taught to be small. Don't take up space. Don't go for the things that you really want. And I have always been like so envious of people who can do that. I've always been so envious of people who just, you know, really go for it. They don't guess themselves or they don't even really know what they're doing, but they just go for it anyway. And I remember like, I can think of times in my life where I'd kick myself and being like, why didn't I just go for it? Because I doubted myself, right? And so this idea of being delusional kind of like forces me to have the confidence to be like, yeah, I got this. I already have it. Boom. And it just changes that that voice in my head from a negative one to a positive one from thinking that I can't do something to that I can so um there is this TikTok account this person's name is Whitney Uland I think that's how you say her at name it's at Whitney U-L-A-N-D land anyway um and she talks about this concept called celebrity energy and basically the idea of celebrity energy is she talks about when she goes out or she steps into a room full of people she doesn't know she tries to have celebrity energy where she convinces herself she's charismatic that people find her interesting that they're drawn to her like you know a celebrity and by doing that, it's made her a more confident person and given her more opportunities instead of being like the naturally more introverted or shy person that she is. Like one video I saw of hers recently was where she was talking about how she went to like some club. I think it was like Soho House or something. And she said, oh, like I went there and I really didn't want to spend any money. And I was kind of like, uh, I feel like kind of intimidated by all the people in this room. And that 
she just like shut the negative voices off in her head. And she's like, no, I have celebrity energy. And she ended up meeting a bunch of cool people networking for her job. I think she's also an actor, which is, I think, the reason I started following her. And that she was able to network and that people were buying her drinks and that it was, it ended up being a good night because she changed the narrative in her head. So I think that's exactly what being a, Delu- a Delulu girl or delusional girl is all about. It's changing the narrative in your head to give yourself confidence. I remember in 2021, shortly after the pandemic happened, I was so hungry to like start acting again. And, you know, cause obviously during the pandemic, no one was doing anything. And I was just like, I got this. I totally got this. And every audition I did, I just acted like I already had it versus prior to the pandemic. When I had first moved to New York and first started auditioning, I had imposter syndrome up the wazoo. Like I was so nervous. So I remember in the beginning of 2021, I like got this audition for a film that was kind of, that was about like a cult, I guess is the best way to describe it. It kind of was similar thematically to the film Midsummer, if you've seen that, where it's like this group and they're in a cabin in the woods and it's kind of like culty vibes, whatever. Um, so I got an audition for this indie film to do that. And I was so excited to audition because I was like, yo, I feel like this is a good opportunity for me. And I just like, I prepped the audition like I normally would. I went to it and I just was like, fuck it. I got this. I booked it. And I left the room and I remember I like texted my friend. She was like, oh, how'd your audition go? And I was like, I booked it. She was like, oh, did they say that? But even though they, well, okay, I was honest with her. I was like, no, they didn't say that, but I know I booked it. And it was funny because then like two weeks later, I got an an email from the director and he was like, hey, so the part that you read for, we actually already cast prior to your audition, but we really liked your audition. So we came up with a uh, like a new role for you. So, yeah. And then it ended up being like one of the most fun experiences I've ever had on a set. Like the cat, the cast and crew, everyone was super cool. It was such a like unique creative experience that I I don't know. It was like, it was like, I already knew that going into it. And I mean, it could have been bad. It could have gone so many other ways. I could have not even booked it at all, but it went better than I had even anticipated. And it was, and what made it even better is that I was confident in my ability. Having this like delusional girl, delulu girl era is kind of hard for me. Like sometimes, like I feel like instinctually as a person, I want to be that way, but then I do let the negative self-talk stop me. They're like, no, 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 Christian, don't have too big of an ego, yada, da, da, da. But you know what? Sometimes having a big ego and thinking you're better than you are is going to get you a lot fucking farther than painting yourself small. And so that's what I want to encourage you guys to do or to think about is that like be delusional because it might get you into rooms or get you into opportunities that you didn't even know you had access to. And I feel like people can always sense your confidence. So it's just important to, you know, try to change that narrative as much as possible. And I I understand how hard that is because I literally struggle with that so fucking bad. But we have to try, right? We have to be delusional until we really do feel confident. Then it's not even delusion anymore. You just become that. (sighs) Okay. I also want to say this. If people make fun of you for being delusional, they're literally just jealous. I know a lot of people, especially because like I work in a creative field, 
a lot of my friends and myself included are trying to work on their social media presence. So they're trying to post more, blah, blah, blah. And something like I used to feel and that like my other friends have expressed to me is they're like, I feel so embarrassed like posting content. I think that's something where being delusional can help you. Cause if you're delusional and you think like, okay, I'm just gonna post my content and put it out there with the hopes that, you know, maybe someone important will see it, especially like, you know, artists, like if you're posting your art online and you're like worried other people are going to judge it, who cares? Because maybe the right person will judge it in a good way and they'll like it and they'll give you an opportunity. They'll be like, oh, I want to buy your art or whatever the case may be. And so you can't, you can't worry about what other people are saying. You know, they just want to be you. They're just too scared to like put themselves out there and allow themselves to be that vulnerable. So they find it easier to attack you, you know? So I don't know. It's just something to think about. It's something that I'm really trying to work on and not necessarily delusional in a problematic way, but delusional in the sense that it'll give me confidence and motivation to work towards the thing, to work towards the things that I want. Like, When I go to the gym, I tell myself I'm already so fucking strong. So that way I have the motivation to pick up a heavier weight, you know? So let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you're in your Delulu girl era. Delulu girls knows no gender. So (laughs) you can be a Delulu girl, whatever your identity may be. But uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Okay, guys, we're going to just wrap up the show today with um, some advice last slash question. So let's just get right into it. Okay. Question number one, I have been in a relationship for five years and I don't know if there's a future. I secretly date with other men and search for my future husband. I love my boyfriend, but IDK if he'll ever propose or make me his priority. Do you agree with your single until you're married quote? Ooh. Okay. I feel like there's two parts to this question. So I'm going to address the first part. Um, do I agree with the quote, you're single until you're married? (laughs) Not necessarily (laughs) the terms of your relationship with your partner, AKA like if you're open, if you're non-monogamous, like all that stuff. Me personally, I know I function better in a monogamous relationship. I just like having very clear boundaries. I feel like I, I just feel more comfortable. That's my preference. I know other people have other preferences and that's totally valid, but that's how I feel. Um, so I feel like if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I'm in a relationship with them. If I'm not, I'm not. So to me, my boundaries are very black and white. So I don't know. It doesn't take like necessarily marriage for me to feel like committed and loyal to somebody, I guess. And that's what I expect from people who I'm in a relationship with. If you've been in a relationship with someone for five years, I mean, and they don't want marriage, you kind of, to stay in the relationship, you kind of have to be okay with that. Or if you really do want a future husband, it's kind of giving you have to let go of the relationship, right? I mean, I can think of times in the past where I was dating people and we wanted completely different things. And the past version of myself, the past crazy version would be so mad and be like, why don't you want the same things as me? And try so hard to fight for them and to get them to want the same things that I want when that's just not realistic. Like it's just not realistic when instead you could go out there and find someone who's more compatible for you. You know, I mean, maybe your boyfriend would eventually want to get married, but right now it kind of sounds like he's not 
really interested in that. So I don't know. I think you really have to ask yourself if you have a conversation with him, see what he says. But at the end of the day, you have to go after what you want, right? So that would be my advice. But yeah, girl, that's tough. Oof. I remember being in that situation with somebody where I remember being in a situation with someone where we just had like completely different ideas of what commitment was. And it's hard because like, even if you are in love with somebody or you really like them, whatever, I mean, in your case, you're in love in a five-year relationship and just realizing, oh, we literally want different things, but good luck, Vessi. Um, let me know. Let me know how this turns out. Okay. <clears throat> Next question. This one's a little heavy, just trigger warning. It's about gaslighting. Okay, this says, I was called crazy a lot as a child. I was very outspoken about abuse going on in my home and my parents weren't ready to face that. Has there ever been a time you were called crazy and you felt like there was some gaslighting going on with family, with a partner, okay. Um, first things first, I wanna validate that your experience is valid and I'm sorry if anyone ever tried to discredit you or gaslight you into thinking that it wasn't because that's like so seriously fucked up and so traumatizing. Um, I think this is something a lot of people have experienced, whether they realize it or not. I mean, I have a pretty healthy relationship with my parents and my family now, but there are definitely times. I mean, for those of you who don't know this, I come from a big family of nine children. So there's obviously a lot of chaos in my house growing up. But I think as adults, what we were able to do like among siblings and with our parents is just kind of talk openly about like what our each individual experience was as children. And I feel very grateful that my parents were receptive to that. And, you know, my parents also come from a different time. Like my dad, his parents were very Catholic, very like traditional Mexican where uh, my grandfather was very machismo where he didn't want to like really show a lot of emotion, very like uh, tough, you know? And so my dad had a hard time, just more open to emotional, different emotional responses, especially with like so many kids and being in a like loud, crazy environment. Um, it is good for you that you have, one, the, the strength and confidence to like speak out about trauma or abuse or anything like that. And I think that if there are people who continually try to discredit you for that, I think it's best that you distance yourself from them personally. I mean, I don't know what the situation is, but I know for me, like anyone who's ever tried to gaslight me or invalidate my experience of like trauma or whatever, I've just had to distance myself from them because it's not healthy to get stuck in that way of thinking. I was gaslit to a very like strong degree. And I remember like after the relationship had ended, I was telling, I would talk to like my friends about it and I would like open up to them about like how deep that shit went and be like, oh yeah, but I know this is my fault because X, Y, Z. And they would hear me talk and they're like, Christian, no, like, no, you are not wrong for that. And it took other people supporting me and grounding me to kind of make me realize like, to kind of like snap out of it and be like, holy shit, like I was being gaslit, you're right. Like, whoa. And I don't know, it's just like, it's a really hard thing to kind of untrain your brain to do, but a really great step one is just creating those boundaries and distancing yourself from people who, you know, who do invalidate your trauma, you know? I, I Like I said, I don't know what the family dynamic is, but I know even if it was family for me that caused trauma, I would have to distance myself if they were gaslighting me, you know? 
it's a really, really unfortunate um, dynamic that can happen. You have to allow yourself the space to heal. And if you have people telling you like, oh, that didn't really happen that way, or you're just being crazy. No, you want people who support you fully. So I hope you take the time to heal. And if you ever need resources, you know, like therapy is a great option. Um, There's support groups, depending on what the type of trauma is. And I hope that you get the space to heal because I know when I experienced gaslighting, that is like what I really needed to do. I really had to like separate myself from the person who did it to me so I could like unbrainwash myself from thinking like, oh, everything is my fault. You know what I mean? So yeah, so wow. Okay, that was where... um, really deep questions and I'm really excited. I think I literally said, I'm like, we're going to get deep on this pod and I'm glad that you guys are going to that level with me. So, all right guys, let's go ahead and wrap up the show for tonight. So if you liked Formerly Crazy, make sure you leave a review, share with a friend, rate us five stars, all of the above. You can follow us at Formerly Crazy on TikTok and Instagram. You can follow me at Christian Like Dior on TikTok and Christian Like Dior with two R's on Instagram. If anyone works at Instagram and can get that handle for me with just one r that would be so helpful um our logo is by at l cassett media the music is by ray south and thank you guys so much for tuning in i will see you all next time Mwah.